Hi, welcome to Those Koreans from Guam. It's been a while, but I'm EJ. And I'm June, and half a day. And 안녕하세요. Half a day. Um, so, oh, I'm wearing my I Love Guam t-shirt today. Not oh, nice. <laughs> Not that anyone could see, because it will be on a podcast recording. Yeah. But, but it, it, it's funny because, like, uh, like, if you don't know, I guess it's kind of like New York, right? Where like only tourists wear that shirt. Yeah, 100%. I'm such a tourist. I went to Kmart and I bought this and I bought a bigger size. So my husband has a matching one and my child yeah. had a white one, but he outgrew it. So yeah, I'm total tourist. Yeah. So yeah, so just, just for, if you don't know and you don't want to be a tourist, but you still want to like wear something that represents Guam, uh, a suggestion that I have is to uh, uh, wear this brand, uh, a local brand called Fuckai that's been oh, around yeah. forever, since like the 90s. And like mm -hmm. they are, uh, one, I guess, one of the pioneers in actually having a really successful local brand that went international. And uh, they always represent the culture. They're always doing like the owner, Roman de la Cruz, like he is always representing the culture on Guam and he's a really great ambassador for the culture of Guam. So if you wanna- um, And they have really cute stuff. They have a whole Fakai fam line for women. I have like women, a hoodie from them. I have yeah. a t-shirt from them. They have really cute stuff. And yeah, oh, by the way, for people who don't know the brand, it's spelled F-O-K-A-I. I don't think they would know by the way we say it. Um, yeah, and I know it sounds like I'm cursing, but it's, it's actually not. pronounced that way. And it's an actual Chamoa word. And it, it, it just, in, in the Chamoa the word uh, means to share. Yeah, so fuck I. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, we, June and I were just, before we started recording this, we are talking, what did we talk about? There's so much that happened. We haven't recorded in a month because my children were home and I can't record when they're around. So it's been a while, okay. but. Yes, so um, if, like the audience uh, doesn't know, uh, we're both parents, so. And, of little uh, kids. I mean, mine are not little super kids, little, yeah. but yeah. Yours, they're still pretty young, though. <laughs> there, there's, I have an eight and four-year-old, and um, June has an almost four-year-old. Your son's almost four. He's three still. Yeah, like three, like three and a half. Yeah. Three and a half and two and a half. They're like a year. Gosh, apart, I cannot so. imagine raising kids that are a year apart. I would lose my mind. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then my brother's kid is like, uh, is like a year and a half, right? So, oh. like, like, yeah. So, like, my mom recently had her. Um, 70th birthday and it's a big deal in Korea right they call Chusun mm -hmm. and they used to have these huge like grandiose like parties and things like that like celebrations but they don't even really do that in Korea anymore it's more like they just kind of the tradition kind of changed to like the kids will send them on a nice vacation somewhere or a nice trip somewhere mm -hmm. but we couldn't do either or because of the whole uh, COVID situation we couldn't do the vacation or have a party or anything like that. So like my, and then, all, and right now Guam's on lockdown cause like, like the infection rate and the death rate is just going crazy right now. So like, um, what do you call that? 
like the so like so like my wives our wives like my wives like I'm a polygamist. <laughs> <laughs> so my brother and I our wives like they uh, the daughter-in-laws they um, cook this huge feast and uh, but we were trying to take a picture with three toddlers in the house. I and saw that. Was that just, was hilarious. <laughs> it's impossible. It's just impossible. <laughs> I couldn't even see Ronald's kid. Like for a while, I had to really look. Like, where's this third child? Yeah, yeah. You just see like two legs like swinging, yeah. right? It's wild, man. But it's very cute, and I'm so glad your mom had to, you know, celebrate that way. And I want to say, my the thing that occurred to me is like, you know, our last podcast episode, we were talking about like, oh, Koreans are so rude. But honestly, like both June and his brother married like straight up women from Korea, and. Only women from Korea could put up a feast like that. Like, had you guys married a Korean American like me, like that wouldn't have gone down. <laughs> so you guys are so fortunate to have your wives yeah. and your family is so blessed to have them throw a feast like that for your mom. I thought it was awesome. Really you, awesome. you know the you know what the funny thing is that like like even women from Korea, like in Korea, they don't do that. Like they don't do that anymore. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Okay. So like even like even my cousins or even when people see the things that our wives do it's it's not normal it's it's, it's not regular you know but like i would say that we're like i'm very grateful to my wife and to my brother's wife as well because they're it's like it's not just her birthday it's like normal they like cook for them like every day like like they cook like like really good meals and then they just make us deliver it to our parents because they're always at the store yeah. so yeah, yeah they just so well you guys know. both married well i'm very happy for both of you <laughs> <laughs> no I, i'm not saying that's sarcastic i'm 100 yeah. serious because i mean th for those who don't know like i my family like i grew up with ronald and june they're like my brothers and so you know, to see them with, in good relationships with good women who are taking care of his parents who like, I are dear to my heart, you know, it just, it makes me happy. So I'm glad and I'm yeah. glad she had a good birthday. Yeah, um, I, and, and it's, uh, oh man, I, I'm just gonna, I'm just, I know we had, we were, we had a couple topics we were going to talk about, but I'm, I'm just going to go into what's popping up in my head. Okay, so let's Guam, do it. Yeah, yeah, so here on Guam, um, like, uh, you know, like the COVID situation is going, so the governor put us on lockdown. And, you know, there, there's a lot of, like, um, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, thank you, governor, this is what we need to do. And then there's the opposition, like, open it up, you're, you know, killing our business and, you know, whatever, and all this stuff. And online, you don't really know who is saying these things. You kind of have an idea because you see their names and you get kind of a, uh, racist and that like you look at the names and you kind of think like oh this guy's like you know from whatever like you know this guy's korean or this guy's like white or this guy's like you know or like you know what i mean this guy's low you know like you could you try to you kind of point it out by looking at their last names of whoever's leaving the comments and it's a small island so we we, we kind of like a lot of times we know like who's commenting we know that we actually know the person you know but um, they, 
so like there was like this protest against um the lockdown against the governor's decision and they had one where they like walked down like the sidewalk in tumon and uh you know like the the news here they they kind of covered it it was on facebook live and there were some pictures and things like that and like so the so this is what i noticed but this is what like the this is what the people were commenting on the Facebook Live as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Latinx, they're all white. <laughs> that was like the biggest like, comment, you know? That's crazy, because you know what? And, and like, this is what, this is what I saw. Okay? I mean, they weren't all white. First of all, they weren't all white, okay? There, there, was a, there was a few brown people. I don't know if they were Chamorro. I don't know if they're local or Filipino or whatever, but for the majority of what I saw on Facebook Live, the majority of them were white, and then they were like holding flags, but they were only holding the American flag, right? And like that's a bad look, you know. Like I almost wanted to give them advice, like, look, if you're gonna do this, you need to carry both flags. You need to carry yeah. both the American flag and the Guam flag because and I think people flag... don't realize though like in the states like I don't even know what the Connecticut flag looks like so it's different on Guam so much of our identity is in that flag it really is it's a big it deal is, yeah yeah it is a big deal because there's a lot of political and identical issues right now you know like there always has been right so like especially because there are indigenous people that, you know, that still state, that still live here and, you know, that are still fighting for rights, like the ownership of certain lands that the federal government took over and things like that, right? Right. So like when you, when like a, a majority of your protesters or whatever are white and you're only holding an American flag, and you're walking down, right? Even though it's not intentional, what it looks like is like colonist mentality of a group of white people telling the Chamorro governor and the Chamorro people what to do. Yep that they know better than these brown people. That's what it looks like. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? It's, it's, um, I don't know if white privilege is the right term for this, but even here, generally the people who are upset about the mask wearing and the shutting down are white people of a certain economic class. I'm not gonna say all of them. Like if you're white and rich, you're not anti-mask. It's not that. It's that like most of the time, the people who in my part of the country who are very like anti-mask and open everything up and all of that when we were shut back in the spring were like privileged white people, like super privileged yeah. white people. And so uh, someone else left a comment, right? And when I read it, it they were describing how it reminded them of a similar situation mm-hmm. of uh, because like they're observing the Facebook Live as well, but 
they live in Hawaii. And they're saying they had a similar protest like that in Hawaii to open it back up because they had to shut it down because of the infection rate as well. Mm-hmm. And he said, and they were saying the majority of the protesters in Hawaii were white that were protesting against the lockdown. You know what I mean? I think it's so and interesting because there's a lot of people of color who own businesses too, who are losing money too. But I yeah. don't understand why it's these white people have to get up in arms. And I want I don't want to blanket and say all white people, but like these people who are protesting are majority white. Like, what is yeah. up with them? Like, I don't understand why. Yeah. This, and Guam's death rate, I want to point out, people are dropping like flies on Guam right now. This is yeah. serious. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Every day it's like two more people died of COVID. One more, like, it's crazy how fast. Yeah, and like, the, and like the argument that people like to always come up with, like, even I, I have a feeling they're just taking it from whatever they're seeing on the internet in the States or whatever. But they always like to be like, oh, did they have pre-existing conditions? And it's like, yes, yes. I mean, like, were they over 60 years old? Yes, yes, they were. Yes, they were. You A know, 31-year-old but, died on Guam a few days ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, they, like, the one that, uh, the, like, I think either all or majority of the deaths yeah, they had either pre-existing conditions or they were over a certain age or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, why is that? Is why is that like a like a like an argument? Why is that a rebuttal? Right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you we we shouldn't try to save our you know family members with pre-existing conditions. We shouldn't try to you know like like try to keep our elders safe and here's the thing and like, i saw a lot of a lot of comments that come up on guam is that because guam has a very strong culture where they respect their elders especially the really old age they really respect and they honor like and they take care of their their their, their older like like their nanas like their you know, their grandparents, like, like that age, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, you know, like, and they have a word, they have a Chamoa word called mononko, right? And they really respect the mononko. And they're like, that's, that's one of the comments that, that keeps coming up is like, like, please, guys, you know, I know you're having economic hardship, but we have to protect our mononko, you know? Whereas yeah. I feel like, off island, maybe in the mainland, I don't see. I, I don't want a blanket statement, but I I didn't see that same kind of like reverence for for the elderly. No, it's different here. I mean, it's not to say that we don't love our elderly parents or whatever here, but I don't think people, unless you're from there, it's really hard to understand the level of respect and that you know, people on Guam have for the Manamco. It's, it's, you know, it's next level. And to have people kind of, to have some people there kind of disregard that, like, oh, whatever, they're old. Like, you need to protect them. And you need to protect everybody, you know? Um, and especially in a place where, I don't know why people are dying so much. Is Maybe a lack of equipment in our hospitals, maybe just a lack of staff i don't know what the actual problem is on guam but it's people are dropping like flies it's a really bad situation 
Also, I want to talk about the pre-existing conditions, okay? Because a lot of pre-existing conditions come from a lack of access to good food. And you see that here in poorer communities. I forget what the term is. Food, what, what is it called? I don't know. I forget what it's called. Um, but we definitely have that here. Right. Yeah, and we definitely a lot of our colonies, here. a lot of our um, territories ha are, as a whole, basically don't have access to good food. We have a lot of like, well, I mean, I'm very proud of this food and I love it, but you know, spam is a big deal. But how was that brought to our island? How was it brought to the islands? It was really from by the GIs and, you know, it's, it all goes back to the, being a colony of the US. We don't have access to good food. The other day, my friend posted on Guam, posted pictures of fresh vegetables. I'm like, where did you get that? Because when I was on Guam, I could not find produce that looked like that. Um, <laughs> And she's like, once in a while, if you go to the Payless and Mighty, they have good produce. And I was just like blown away. And these pre-existing conditions happen because of a poor diet oftentimes and a lack of access to good, nutritious food. And so this applies not just to Guam, but also to our poorer communities, our inner cities here in the States and where COVID rates are astronomical amongst Black and Latino communities here. And it all goes back to the same type of thing. So this whole like, well, they had pre-existing conditions, almost as if that's okay that they die. First of all, is yeah, that that's 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 how the that's the thing is that's how they're saying it. They're like, oh, they had pre-existing conditions, so whatever. That that's that's their problem, you know. It's not their problem. It's a systematic problem. The pre-existing conditions, know? majority of the time, come from systematic issues like food lack of access to good food and lack of access to good health care. So I hate when people talk about like, like whose lives matter more, you know? And it's like, you know, when it's convenient for you, you could say all lives matter. But then when it's not convenient for you, say, well, you know, they had pre-existing conditions. So that's why they died of COVID. It's like pick a freaking yeah. thing. Yeah, but I, I, I think I think we all know what they mean by all lives Absolutely. matter. Absolutely, that's a freaking racist thing. Both yeah. both yeah. things are very. I, I think. I th yeah, I think. I, I think we all know what they're what they're trying to say by all lives matter. I just find that. I think all lives. I think. I think. Like, I'm. I'm. I'm almost positive. Like, yeah, it's hundred percent sure that when they say all lives matter, there's what they mean. Like what they're saying or they're inferring is, you know, like. Stop protesting. You know what I mean? What they're saying, all lives matter just means they're just saying, no, don't protest, you know, to save black lives. Don't, you know what I mean? Is what they're saying, you know? Right. I mean, I don't know. I think there's, I, there's just so many issues. This COVID thing has me very concerned. Um, on Guam especially, because it just seems like a really, really bad situation. It almost happened overnight, right? Like it happened over like a week and like all of a sudden it was like blown up. Well, it's not, it's not, I mean, it's not surprising because um, like we had a period of when we loosened up like, like the lockdown and then everyone was like at Ross and everyone was like, shop you know what i mean it was and the like bars were open i think bars are bars very were, yeah and the bars were open mm -hmm. you know like so the latest 
uh, infection was like 88 infections, right? But then something like 50, over 50 of those infections came from one barracks of like construction workers. Wow. You know, so that was, that was, I think that's a major problem too, is because like a lot of people that are flown in for work, like they don't go into quarantine. They go straight to work. My dad's still working. My dad's company is open. And the reason why they're, my dad owns a construction company and has yeah. a huge complex where he houses his foreign workers. Um, they're open because the federal government has not slowed down. So because the federal, and he has federal projects. So if the timeline for a defense project is this, it has not changed at all. And so he, it's on timeline. So he's working, those workers are working and God forbid, if somebody gets COVID, I mean, it's like game over. Like it's, it's crazy, but they're still working yeah, yeah, because yeah. the federal government demands that they work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So that and that and not not just construction workers, but I, I think I think that's how it is. Like they get an exception. There are people who get exceptions for quarantine coming from off island. Yeah. So even if we had low rates, you know, the loosening up of like the regulations, you know, for like I don't know for how long that we had that. Everyone's back at the beach. Everyone's doing whatever. And then all of a sudden, boom, like the infection rate starts going up, right? Yeah. So the governor puts it back on lockdown. And then now, like, people are complaining and all of that stuff. But I, I feel, like I said, I feel like the majority of local people are okay with it. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like the majority of local people here, they, uh, especially tomorrow, like local tomorrow people, I feel like they're okay with the lockdown. I, I feel like the majority wants to keep their family safe. They want to keep their mononko safe, you know? Like, I mean, is it very political there? Like people who don't like our governor are protesting about this lockdown because she's ordering the lockdown. Is there any of that going on? Um, like I said, like from what I saw on Facebook Live of the protest, it was just like maybe 20 white, white people. people. Yeah, <laughs> and when they were like going down interviewing, like what they thought of it, like they were saying like the most ridiculous things, you know. So like one guy was like, "Oh, we, you know, we, I, I came here to like, you know, whatever, and I opened up shop, and like, you know, if you're gonna do this to me, then pretty much he's like, screw Guam, then I'm going somewhere else where I where I can make money, right? And like. And so, like, the comments were, like, you know, when you see people, like, you know, like, the, like on Facebook Live, it was, like, a major, it was, like, a news network's uh, Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. It's, like, KUAM's Facebook Live or something. Right. And you see, like, the people commenting, they were, like, well, get the hell out of here then. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, <laughs> they're, is. like, is, is that what you're here for, to exploit our island and make money? And, like, that's what's important to you, you know? Like, you're showing your true colors now. You know, like, you're just here to make money off of our island. You're not fucking even invested here, you know? And, like, it, and the thing is, like, I'm not local. I'm not small either. But I am invested in this island, you know? Like, my parents have lived, like, like more 
of their lives on Guam than they have in Korea at this point, right? Mm -hmm. They're over 70 years old. They told me they don't plan on going anywhere. Yeah. They're going to die here. Yeah. And they're going to die here and they want me to bury them here. You know what I mean? When you make a commitment to die somewhere, you're committed to that island. Mm -hmm. You know, you're committed to that place, right? You're not just there to exploit it, to make money. You want that place to do well because future your future generations have to live there right and like and me as their son i was born here i was raised here you know and you know most likely i'm gonna die here as well right i'm definitely gonna raise my i'm definitely raising my children here so i'm invested in what what's best for the island you know yeah. what that you know you know what I mean? Instead yeah. of like coming here, you know, like sharking around looking for the opportunity to exploit this place, make money, don't give a fuck about what happens to the environment or the beaches or whatever the fuck or future. I'm just gonna mm -hmm. get mine and get back to you know, get back to Korea or get back to wherever, you know what I mean? Like or like yeah. you know, like whatever money I make here, I'm gonna send it off island to offshore accounts and then you know, make my real estate investments in California or Seoul or Tokyo or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, like, and that, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm making a lot of assumptions, but when I saw that guy on the Facebook Live saying that shit, that's what popped into my head. Like, and I was saying the same thing. I was like, get the fuck out of here then, man. Get yeah. the fuck out of here, dude. Like, you know, like, yeah. fuck you, you know, like, like, especially in a small community like Guam, it's very hurtful to hear somebody not care about its people because we all care so deeply about our people and our community. And so when you hear somebody speak that way, it is like, that's the reaction. Get the fuck out. Because if you don't care, if your heart is not here with the rest of us, you don't belong here, you know? And that's sort of yeah. in a small community like Guam where we cherish our people we cherish our monumco and you know to 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 say something like that and to protest this is absurd and it's straight up offensive that's how i see it yeah and that then the thing is like if like people like people like us like our family right mm -hmm. like me like we're we're not gonna abandon the island because the super typhoon came and the power is not on. We're not going to lived abandon. through so many of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're not going to abandon our home because of COVID and, you know, like the economy getting bad and, you know what I mean? Like, and no one can tell me like, oh, you don't know because uh, you're not suffering economic. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? We just fucking closed our rental car yeah. business, you know, we're scrambling to try to pay back rent that we couldn't pay because the economy was locked down for three months, but the landowner wants their money anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no like laws in place to protect us mm -hmm. from landlords. You know, like it's just like crazy. Like, like I feel like, you know, I own, we own property too, but we don't demand, like we didn't, we don't demand rent from like from our tenants knowing that they had to close, you know, for three to six months. It's yeah. like, 
how the fuck are they going to pay us our rent when their shop is closed? They're not making any money. You know what I mean? Right. But, but whatever, you know, but we're scrambling, we're selling the cars where, you know, we have over, you know, like $20,000 in debt right now, you know, like, but not, none of, like my dad, my mom, me, my brother, none of us are against the lockdown. Yeah. None of us are against the lockdown. You know what I mean? Like, we just see it as like a natural disaster. Like, you can't, you can't, it's like being against the lockdown is like, it's like being against a typhoon. Like the power being out. Yeah, it's like, like being against the oh, power the typhoon come here. because of the typhoon. <laughs> yeah, it's like, bro, it's a fucking natural disaster. What, what are you going to do? You know, I know you're losing shit, but the fucking typhoon blew away the thing. You know, that's, that's life, you know? Yeah. Like, so. And I, I think the people of Guam are so resilient because we've been through natural disasters, so many, um, yeah. that we're really this, resilient. And to view yeah. it as, to view this pandemic as that is also, it makes sense. But I think it's a lot of the um, people who are new to the island or from off island that really don't understand. And don't have that. Not resource. only that, that not only that, but they're not invested. They're just here to make money and split anytime mm-hmm. something comes up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're not here for the long. You know, they they don't want what's best for the island long term. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, fine if they leave. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. Um, yeah. Like. And it, and it's just so funny because it's like, dude, you're not, you're not even fucking Amazon, you know? Who gives a shit if you leave? No one gives a, like, what yeah. what kind of a fucking threat is that? It's like I, I'm gonna fucking take my shit and pack up and go. Like, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no one gives a fuck, dude. You're not United <laughs> Airlines, you know? Who, how many people are you employing? You know, yeah. like, dude, get the fuck out of here, dude. You know? It's, it's horrible. You know what? It, it just, it blows my mind. These protesters, not just on Guam, but anywhere else too. It's like, why don't you understand? Why don't you understand? And then once they have someone close to them die or whatever, then they're like, oh, okay, this is real. But it blows my mind. And I live in a place right now where our restrictions are pretty loosened. There's still a lot of people are being very careful, but schools are open businesses are open but we're very cautious and we try to minimize the amount of exposure so for instance i'm in charge of two book fairs because my kids go to two different schools and so one is in the spring so i'm not even thinking about that but one is next month and we're like of course we're not going to have a book fair where a bunch of kids congregate and touch books and stuff. it seems like a no-brainer we're going to have a virtual book fair but yesterday I was talking to the woman from Scholastic and I said, are people having book fairs, like real book fairs? And she goes, well, in this part of the country, we're not seeing it, but in other parts of the country, yes, people are having book fairs. And it blows my mind. Like, why do you need to have an in-person book fair right now in freaking Missouri or Kansas? Like, why are you doing that? I don't understand. I just don't understand. It's not. Yeah, yeah. And well, I mean, so. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, the crazy thing is, of course, like, the rebuttal is, like, people are like, 
Well, it's just like the flu. It's not, it's it's not, not just dangerous. like the flu. Somebody just said that on yeah. one of our school um, Facebook pages, and everyone's like, it's not the flu. It's not. It's yeah, or like it's the severity or whatever, it's not that dangerous. And they're just like saying like all these things, right? And it, and it's and it's just crazy because like in my opinion all these stupid conspiracy theories or whatever against like the COVID-19 or taking it serious or downplaying it comes directly from our president comes from Donald Trump of how he's handled it right Oh, and just and for reference, like, the tapes were released yesterday. The Bob Water tapes, yeah. people listening, they were released so that's yesterday. I, so that's, yeah. Yeah, so that that's what I'm leading to. Is yeah. like, like, the thing, that, that's what I'm leading to, is like, even, even Donald Trump has admitted that, yeah, this is, cra- this is a crazy disease. We got to get it under control, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, he says it with his own words. Right, but he's but the reason he said he downplayed, which is another term, which is another word for lie. The re- so, actually, what he, he should be saying the reason why I lied, like he always does, is because he didn't want to cause panic. Right, but whatever the reason was or wasn't, he definitely admits that this thing is crazy. Like this thing is a serious disease that we need to take seriously. Yeah. And, and what's the harm in causing panic in this kind of situation? If you cause panic, people might suddenly be more careful. People might stay home more. People might be protecting their elderly. So I think that he should have raised the alarm bells because then People will take this seriously, which people are still not. There's book bears going on, guys. People are not taking this seriously. And it does yeah, flow from so, the top down. Yeah, so so the so like um, I think in the beginning, I think the reason why Guam's numbers were so low is because like the lack of testing, one, yes, but also because yeah, people were a little bit panicked and they took it seriously and they were washing their hands and they were wearing their masks and they were doing all the things that they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But because of the low numbers, people kind of started feeling like safe and they started loosening up and they stopped following, you know, they started gathering again. They started doing all these things. Right. Mm-hmm. And then now the after effects are the infections are going crazy. People are dying, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's just, it's just one of those. And did, just, did you hear how know. he's, they're planning to, they're planning to release the vaccine in late October. So right before the election, he knows that this COVID situation is going to make or break this election for him. He knows it. And he's trying to manipulate yeah. it such that, oh, we'll have a vaccine in late October, which is going to be like a week before our elections. Which is yeah, yeah. I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, that's the strategy, right? That's the strategy is to... But it's uh, like you're messing uh, with human rights. Yeah, I mean, that's... Well, that's that's the thing is, that's what he's been doing from the beginning. The, the reason why... The real reason why he, he downplayed, or I like to say he lied about 
the severity of COVID is not because of panic. Who, no one's going to, you know what I mean? What is panic going to do, right? Like, mm -hmm. the real reason is to keep the stock prices up so that, yeah, you know, so that he doesn't, so he can win the election. Mm -hmm. So everything he does is just to win the election. So, like, even now, you know, like, with, like, the like the new like stimulus package that the Democrats came up with in July, mm -hmm. you know, that the Republicans in the Senate like took a ridiculous like vacation. Who takes a vacation during like emergency times like this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course, like everybody knows trying to stall time. And then they came up with this stupid thing, like re reduced stimulus package, right? And it's just another ploy to stall even more time so that when the stimulus package comes, it's closer to the election, right? So that people mm -hmm. will feel, you know, good about what's happening with the Republicans and Donald Trump, and he can win more votes over to him. So I don't know. It's going to be a close one, you know. It's going to be a close one. But I, I just pray to God every day that Trump does not get reelected. I don't even give a shit about Biden or her, or you know what I mean? I don't really even care. I just pray to God that Trump loses, you know what I mean? We just need like a human there that is of sound mind and has some level, some level of empathy and some level of compassion for the people that they're leading. And you know, no leader is perfect. No president is perfect, but this guy is full on narcissists sociopathic crazy person and i and i i it blows my mind that people don't see that you could see it just from i don't even have to say it just watch his sound bites watch his videos watch his look read his twitter like i don't understand how people don't see the evidence right in front of them that this person is not mentally fit to be leading our country i don't understand you know you know what you know what's, you know what's super funny is that like you know, all these false accusations that come from the right about like Biden or Harris, it's like, you know, a lot of in, in social media and things, it's like, well, show me the evidence. Show me the evidence of your claim, you know? Mm -hmm. And when they, when the, when, when the right, when people, when I post things about Trump, you know, they're, if, when, whenever they say like, show me the evidence, I'm like, click into the link and listen to his lips. Words are coming out of his mouth. Nobody is filtering it. Nope. Yeah. That I don't need extra evidence of what I'm claiming. Yeah. Just listen to what he's saying and then fact check it. He's a fucking liar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I that's how I feel like like a lot of these, you know, things that are being said from you know, Fox News or whatever, it's pundits weaving a story. And you could go check whether this really happened or not. But from the Democrat side, we really don't have to do that much of like, oh, this is what the Republicans are doing, because Trump does it for us. If you just watch interviews of him, if you just watch, read his Twitter, like that's all the evidence we need. But still, people don't want to see that. His supporters don't want to see that yeah. or his supporters will somehow justify that like well yeah you know 
there, he's he's talking about, and they'll like deflect. They, they'll do the red herring thing, and they'll like talk about a different issue, and they deflect, and it, it's crazy. They don't look at what's in front of them. It yeah, it's it's it's. I I for a long time tried to figure out how what how they support Trump or like what what it is that makes them support Trump, right? And it has nothing to do with his policies. It has nothing to do with what he says. It's just like, it's almost, it's just weird where they just feel like they're on a team. And they it's have a to cult. The other- it's a cult. Let's just say it. It's a cult. Okay. Yeah. It's straight up a cult. <laughs> I want to talk about the cult culture though, but we are out of time. So let's um, say goodbye. I think maybe our next episode, we should talk about the whole cult thing the theories around the cult thing, what he's doing. We need to talk about that and explore that because I think it's seriously, that's what it is. So anyway, thanks guys for listening in. Okay, later guys. See you on the next episode. See ya.